everybody, Michael Rooker here, and you are listening to Cut to the Chase. Keep listening. Hey guys, this is Christy Carlson Romano, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. Hey, what's going on? This is Thomas Ian Nicholas. Uh, you horror fans out there might know me as Bill Woodlake from Halloween Resurrection. Uh, and you are listening to Cut to the Chase. So let's do it. Cut to the Chase, man. Greetings, gentle folk. James DeVille, and you're listening to Lacey Lou on Cut to the Chase. This is Richard Reilly, and I'm on Cut to the Chase. And if you don't jump to any conclusions, you will hear me with Dan and Lacey. You have a podcast, like I do, and uh, it's called Cut to the Chase. I like that. Cut to the Chase. All right, here we go. You're listening to Cut to the Chase. Let me do another one. You're listening to Cut to the Chase. How about... This is Michael Rosenbaum, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. Um, I don't know if... Yeah, it's Dan and Lacey. You're listening to... This is Michael Rosenbaum. You're listening to Cut to the Chase with Dan Chase and Lacey Liu. How's that? Oh, and... Um, Mikey likes it. If you like horror... You'll want to cut to the chase. The podcast, that is. I know I want to cut to the chase as soon as possible. And what do you know? Here it comes. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm Lacey motherfucking Lou. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Fat Albert. Uh, I'm Dad Chase. Uh, I think Fat Albert is in prison. <laughs> <laughs> but that's amazing. Eating pudding pops, ladies and gentlemen. Um, No, we had the most amazing time covering this festival this year, which is Fantasia 2022. <laughs> so we had to bring in the big guns. Don and Ellie yes! also covered the festival. And we are going to be talking about all of our best and worst experiences. I'm if, excited. If any. Yes. So, Don and Ellie, what's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, you guys? Great to be back. Yeah, good to have you back, man. It's been a while since we've done a collaboration, but we what? couldn't think of a better one than Fantasia <laughs> coverage. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, festivals to cover, and uh, I mean, I'm glad you guys thought to me to help you out with this. So yeah, it's great to be here. Yes. Well, like, all right. So the thing about Fantasia, right, is that you have to request certain films, right? Um, you only get to do like three at a time, and I know in my brain. The way that I think is different than the way that you think. So we're going to request different films, right? Right. Right. Because there's nothing to go on. There's very little trailers. There's not much to go on. So all you're doing is judging a book by its cover. uh, The name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing for me, when I went back, I I still kept the uh, Fantasia announcements because I had like first wave, (laughs) second wave, third wave. So yeah. I, I kind of went back and I kind of like kept track that way, but right. uh, you know your catalog is only as uh, impressive as the available lists uh, for remote viewing. So yes. yeah, um, I mean if we're we're gonna talk about um, our drawbacks of the festival, I mean that's kind of the big one for me is that the catalog that 
was just particularly underwhelming. Right. Um. Well, we're also coming off of the last year, which we both covered as well, right? Which was fantastic. Right. No and Yeah, no, uh, 2021, uh, they had it all digitized. Yeah. Right, yeah. And that was amazing. Yeah. Like, we didn't have to, like, they had a whole separate list of the films that you needed to request separate. And then everything that... Um, and everything they else had, was compiled. Yeah, they, they had it on their uh, website. And you got to understand, because if you're not there for the weekend festival, which is an experience it's an in itself. It's an international festival, so understandable. People love it, and I am so jealous, and I ho- hopefully we can all go someday. But yeah. if you if you well, one thing get, one yeah. thing real quick. Well, I mean, I can say real quick. Um, it's also in Canada, so it's also right. a foreign country. Yes, of so, course. Yeah, and then, yeah. I, just for the you know people that aren't aware of the festival, it, it's uh, held in Montreal, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, so it's uh, in Canada, so it's not exactly something that a lot of people, especially me, who live in Southern California, have uh, easy access to. Right. It's yeah, not like exactly. I can. Right. It's not like I can just pack up for the weekend and say, "Hey, I'm having heading to Fantasia. See you guys on Monday." Right. Well, I thought requesting uh you know either canadian or u.s films would be the easiest to get just because i am a u.s does it um, not work that way <laughs> apparently not no. because i requested at least half of the films that i requested uh nobody responded to me on right right because you yeah. have to all right so the whole thing with this festival is that you have to request three movies at a time mm-hmm and if they're available, they give them to you. If they go through a third party, yep. Then uh, they will give you their information, of and course. from there you Makes have sense. to contact them. Makes sense. And if they get back to you, cool. Whatever. 100%. If not, right. And yep. honestly, one out of three every time I contacted, yep. I got one out of the three. Right, and you know what? We we did as much as we could. So in, in the time I mean, and they didn't get back to me. So. I don't think they can be mad at me for not covering as much as I would have liked to. Right. And also, too, I mean, we tried to set up as many interviews as possible, which some of them we got, and they were they we were amazing. They, they, were were, they were great. They were great. They were great people, and, and the, that whole experience with, obviously, the creators behind these movies is so much fun, you know, to, to dig a little deeper in that aspect. But, yes, in terms of the selection and in terms of just – overall um <laughs> functionality i i guess is the word i would use don did you do any interviews no i never got to any of them um there was two that i put in for for written but i never heard back um i was always um there was three that i i wanted to get to in addition to the two that i had for um written um, each of the three that I wanted to, I wasn't going to be available. Um, I was at work uh, the day that they were going to be recording, and I couldn't uh, get off in time because it was like such late notice. Because that was that's what she said. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Was that it was always like such late notice on everything? Because okay, well, one of them they ended up and they sent me a, a notice for press day. Um, they wanted me. They wanted a press day for Thursday, the twenty sixth or twenty seventh or whatever it was, yeah. but they sent it to me Saturday, the thirtieth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. If that doesn't say it all, I don't know what. Yeah. That is. 
I mean, they were completely disorganized as fuck this year. I have to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to send this to them, and I hope they listen. Well, and, and that's the thing. We we love everything that works, obviously, but, but the things that don't, um, at the same time, we want to bring it to their attention because yeah. you're missing out on a lot of like, coverage. Like, I've covered this for three fucking years, yeah. and I felt like... When I sent in my application, it took them so long to approve it that it delayed from, like, the first three days the festival was going on. Right. Like, I've done this. Like, I promote you guys. Like It's tough. Right. Right. And I get it. Like, it's a huge festival. And and a lot of these people volunteer and are putting in a lot of hours and, and a lot of effort. So, not to take away from anything like that, but again... We have had these issues, which we haven't had in the past, with the same festival. So whatever you did this year, I don't know, maybe revert back? Yeah, I think that 2021 was amazing. Like, I loved yeah. it. I was feeling it. I did everything I could. I think I released at least 10 episodes. Yeah, you did a lot. A lot. I got yeah. sit on, on a couple but and a lot of those people that we interviewed and a lot of that covered, we still talk to to this day. Like it really is a great festival, and it's great as kind of on the media side of things, right? Of being the interviewers, yeah. it's cool to have that connection. I felt so. like I was less than though on this one, and I think that's the big part going forward is like make sure your media feels appreciated. Yep. You know, that's all. For real. What Amen to that. I, and hey, I, I back you on that 100%. And I'm sure Don feels the same way. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as disrespected, but I'm definitely uh, closer to that camp than I am um, any other feeling. Um, I mean, I, 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 you know, got to about half as much as I wanted to uh, just based on lack of communication, uh, lack of availability. There was one. There was one film, even, and this is the part that really pissed me off. There was one <laughs> film that was listed on the festival as being for third party. Uh-huh. So when I requested it, they gave me the contact information, and when I sent the email saying, you know, I, you know, was told I was directed to you for, you know, remote coverage. Can you hook me up with the screener? I got a reply back saying that title is not available for remote viewing. Right. Oh. Right. See, my big issue, Don, was, so I did an interview, and usually I'm able to record all my own interviews, and they were like, we're just going to record them all and then send them to you later. And I said, okay. Sure. Fine. You know, whatever. And then they sent me a message saying, I want to see your coverage of the festival. Well, well no. you have all of my coverage, but you haven't sent it to me. And again, they don't let you record. So on the second one, on the second recording of the second interview that we did, you were like talking to this person and you I said, hey, ask, ask hey uh, so you're going to send me the audio? And he said, yep. And you go, OK, can you send me the last one as well? Because you didn't have it. So then only then on that same day, I believe. They sent it to you and said, okay, give me your coverage. Like, yeah. You, the, you just sent me the audio. 
like so so miscommunications like that cannot happen with something like that because at the end of the day it's putting people like us in a position where we can't necessarily deliver on that aspect we can't just throw the audio right back like we do (laughs) contrary to what some believe we do a little editing here on cut to the chase not much but we like to spice it up a little pizzazz little intros here and there but to expect somebody to get an audio uh clip an audio file back in less than 12 hours is a bit outrageous in my opinion yeah i mean i i can't speak from my experience because i was not part of uh the interview portion but uh I did hear from a few friends um, that were part of it uh, that, that did express similar uh, opinions. So, uh, <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah, through third party through third party hearsay, I, I can agree. Um, right. Although, uh, you know, first person, you know, confirmation, I can't uh, provide much. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not here to talk shit or whatever. Yeah, no. But we are here to talk about our experience and the films that we love or dislike that yeah. we did get to screen. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about those movies. So what do you want to do, baby? You want to go down a list here? You want to... I mean, I have probably a three solid film okay. that I would like to talk about. All right. Um, well, where would you like to start? I would like to start with Andy Eamon's The Harbinger. Did you get a screen that, Don? I put in for it, but uh, I never heard back from him. That was one of the, uh, that was one of the ones I put in for and I never heard back. That's unfortunate because I think it, and, you know, they just sent over the, uh, awards. Did you get that email too? Um, it, it, I'll have to check. Um, I, I don't know if I have everything. It, it might be in my email, maybe not, because I don't really check that one um, all that often. It, it could be. Well, well, they sent out the awards, and this one was not on there, unfortunately, which I thought was a highlight. Um, I think this is probably maybe the scariest film like I would, I would classify this as the Hellbender, or um, the Dark and the Wicked. There was some this festival. BS scenes in this. Which movie. those are, yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and you know the thing about this movie in particular that I liked. I mean, you know, for me, everything has to be on point as far as cinematography. It has to look like a real movie. And right out of the gate, we get a couple characters that are very likable, that are, it's it's a very easy, small, contained story to follow. Which so, is kind of Jordan Peele-ish. Yeah, it, very much so. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got vibes from that as well. So um, already, like, out of the gate, I was very surprised um, at, at just the quality of this movie because... The atmosphere is just, it's running, like, concurrent all the way through. I love it. It's creepy. It's vibey. It's without being, like, overtly preachy either. Yeah. Um, I, I seen the list, and I did watch at least uh, two of the films that are on this list. Mm-hmm. And, but, however, I did watch other films, um, like The Heartbringer. Yeah. And this was honestly the spookiest movie. It was creepy. It really was. And I'm 
kind of at a loss that people didn't uh, pick up on that, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Uh, uh, on the awards end of it all. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, nice. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it now. I'm really tick, I'm ticked off even more than I was that I didn't get to see it based on this. Well, and, you know, it's it's cool because it through and through it has like indie vibes too. It's it, it is. It's like a smaller film. You can tell, but you can't tell to the extent where it ever takes you out of it. It's as good quality as, you know, uh, a lot of the stuff you would see on TV or, or uh, you know, a straight-to-Hulu movie or yeah. something like that. It's so, but it's better, though. I, I think so as well. And the imagery and the atmosphere. And and I like the way they started it off as well because it's, it's a concurrent theme throughout the movie as well. But how they kind of use the pandemic at first. And what? everybody's wearing their masks, and everybody's kind of cautious and stuff like that. And listen, yeah, it's, it's definitely a pandemic movie. It is. It is, and it isn't. Like I, I, I see where people can take that from, but I also don't think that like they're trying to hammer it over the head. It's just it's a theme that runs through it, and with a couple of other things, like makes for some creepy ass shit. What I appreciate about Andy Mitten is. Like, he already knows how to get into the bottom of your school. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know? Um, if you've watched um, We Go On or Yellow Brick Road, um, this guy knows. Like, because I think he just gets it. I, I did interview him, and you should check that out. Yeah. Um, But he just kind of gets it. Yeah. Like, he gets the core of humanity. And you know what we said, too? Th this movie has a big part to do with dreams. Yeah. Right? This is the main fucking thing. And, you know, without getting too much into the plot. Because I don't really want to give you I don't want to spoil either. Don, because I think he wants yes. to watch it. Mainly yeah. Mainly, because Don's right here as well. But I was sitting there, and I'm like, how the fuck can you sit there and not come up with any good ideas to fucking bring us a new Nightmare on Elm Street. Look at what this movie, with I'm assuming is is a small budget, can do with the dream sequences. Can do with just just an overall atmosphere. Like it's well, just I think it's dripping. more so, you know, um, England at this point. It's what. Robert England. Well, well, do you think so? He's the yeah, only one holding he, it up? Yes. I, yeah? I, I believe they oh. could have easily done it at this point. But <laughs> they he, he refuses to do it at this point. Right. Well, yeah. So I, I, I thought the dream stuff was fantastic, though. And it really creeped me out. And I thought that was the obviously the film's backbone. And what it kind of relied on was all the creepy sequences and everything that has to do with the dreams. But I feel like they succeeded, too. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I did as well. And I just don't want to give anything away because I loved experiencing it. Yes. Did I? Um, I hope I didn't spoil it. No, anybody. I don't think you did. Okay, good. Like, you said nothing that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love it when Robert England shows up at the end, though. That didn't happen, though. Oh. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> Uh, so, Don, what would be uh, one of your highlights of the festival? Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the ones I, I really liked was a film called Swallowed. Swallowed! Uh, oh, my God! Dude. 
Wow. All right, I have thoughts on this. So wow, swallowed. Yeah. So uh, this involves a pair of friends who are a um, well, one's about to uh, leave this uh, small town where he lives to uh, head to uh, the big city to start a, a gay porn career. And uh, he gets talked into a uh, clandestine drug run, just, uh, you know, take, you know, some drugs over the border and, uh, you know, deliver them to uh, a, to a friend of his associate. But uh, things go wrong. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, oh, no, we don't got to leave it just that. <laughs> I'm going to. I mean, if you want to, I mean, I, if you want to go a little further than that, I don't want to spoil or anything, but. There's so much dick in this movie. Oh my god. Like, yeah. That's all I have. Like, like no spoilers. And but ass. like there's so much dick there's in this fucking movie. Yes. Look, I like, okay, so <laughs> come on, Dawn. Like, I've never seen so much dick in a movie in my life. I'm fine with that. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> it's in dicks for everyone. Dicks for everyone. <laughs> I, I've been saying it for years. Tits and dicks but for everyone. But is that necessary? I don't care if it's necessary. Give me some gratuitous nudity. No matter what. Yeah. Like, listen. Okay. Why? <laughs> I Okay. I guess you just answered it, though, with the word gratuitous. So, all right. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. That's what but it is. is going to be the next Joe Bob I, I didn't think, though, that it fit in this movie but i guess it does it's ridiculous well, i think the one thing is is that they make this veiled argument about it the drug the drug trip that you go on um equaling some sexual euphoria right. and i think that's kind of a you know it's we it's kind of flimsy but it's kind of you know it, it makes it plausible that that would erupt in this situation where okay you know you get bit by this thing and all of a sudden you've got a six-hour hard on Right. Like, you know, okay, yeah, you know, if something like that is going to happen, then, you know, yeah, you're going to, you know, get your dick off, you know, during the course of the film. So not necessarily the grandest thing, because you could have done anything with, you know, the drug trip that, you know, these things, right. you know, I mean, you, you could have gone anywhere with it. But I don't know, for some reason, I was just invested in it. Um, you know, I, I like the two main the two main guys. Uh, they've got a fun little relationship dynamic between the two of them. Uh, the main chick, uh, I've seen her before, and I can't remember what movie she was in. Um, Are you talking about Juno? Or no, it that, wasn't Juno. It no. was, um, what's her name, baby? Yeah. Jenna Malone is a hoe. Jenna ruins. motherfucking Malone is in this. Which, she was Dargo. She was I, I believe she was in Donnie Dargo. She's in a lot of shit. Yeah. I know, yeah. Um I mean I liked her. She was She's pretty house, and she doesn't know it. Yeah, but uh for me, like the you know, I don't know about you guys, but I mean the Saint Stealer was, you know, Robert Patton as the gay pimp. Ma Mark Pat Patton. Mark Patton, yeah. Yes. Mark Patton, yeah, he was great. I loved him. He Dude. was so much fun. He, like, his performance was so fucking great and over-the-top and ridiculous. Like, I still have clips on my phone, like, uh, that I just, I was like, I can't believe how fucking far he's taking this. And I, but I, but I honestly loved it, and I think he's great in it, and I think that it's great to see, like, I remember there was a movie with Jonathan Tierston that, that came out a while back, too, that, similar things it was like obviously he had been in the horror genre 
but this really gave him fucking, you know, the spotlight to go wild with the whole fucking yeah. crazy killer thing. And I feel like, um, <clears throat> you know, without giving too much away, Mark Patton really got to stretch his legs in this one. So that was cool to see. And I agree, I thought he was fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just had such a different dynamic to that third act. Um, I mean, it's it's not necessarily the kind of film I think a lot of people are going to want to go on just because I think the final third is so different than the first two thirds. Because right. the first two thirds, I mean, you know, you're kind of stuck within like the the you know the rest stop where you know everything just you know goes to hell, and then it's like you know you're off in the distance, and you're off, and you know you're off with a small little group, and then you you know you bring him in. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it I can see it being a little divisive. You know, some will probably like it more than others, but I, I had fun with it. I mean, I you know don't want to. Trying to, I'm trying not to, you know, spoil it. Right. right. Yeah, but I, I mean, I had, a, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I yep. mean, could it have been, you know, my all-time favorite highlight of the festival if I had more to see? Probably, but you know, from what I did get to see, yeah, it was probably one of, if not my favorites of the festival. So. Yeah. Okay, so John, what would be? So we all get a request film. So what would you say was your most obscure request? The most obscure one is actually uh, my second favorite, if you'll allow me to jump the gun. Oh, um, yes. Do it, bro. Yeah. Uh, so my number two, um, you know, me and uh, my love of kaiju films, uh, my number two is what to do with a dead kaiju. Is that the name of the movie? That's the legitimate name of the movie. It's called What to Do. Okay. I, yeah. We didn't see this one. No, obviously so yeah okay so it's a it's a lot of fun so what happens is this giant creature has come ashore and it's wrecked havoc in the city but then it's just mysteriously just dropped over dead like it it just like literally just it literally flops over dead and this is the the premise of the film like this is where you know like we're brought up to speed on what's going on so the thing's dead and it turns into one this military this um political satire on this group of politicians who don't know what to do with it because one the creature's rotting because it's too big to move because they can't do anything with it and they're deciding like okay do we turn it into a tourist attraction do we turn it into you know, like this museum to study and what's going on with it or do you know we turn it over to these private investors who want to study it and then they're kind of like bouncing back and forth and it's really funny. Um, there's like a lot of, you know, jokes at politicians. Uh, but then the other thing is there's all of a sudden this ticking time bomb where you realize that the monster is, you know, bloating and decomposing. Where's all that radioactive energy that fueled it going to go? And it turns into, you know, this race against time to stop it from this, you know, nuclear bomb that's going to threaten to go off. So it's not necessarily the kind of kaiju film that I think a lot of people are going to be familiar with because they want, you know, like all the monster stomping action and you don't get any of that. There's one sequence of the monsters rampage, but all you see is just the aftermath. Right. You, right. you see the monster, you, you know, the thing's dead from the beginning of the movie. So that's the whole thing. It's, you know, what, what do you do with this dead creature? And, you know, it, it's, 
like I said, it's not necessarily the kind of kaiju film that I think a lot of people in the genre will like, but I had so much fun with it because everybody's just this goofy, wacky, over-the-top kind of, you know, character that you see in, you know, political satires and slapstick comedies. There's this one um, hilarious gag where somebody's about, you know, they're announcing that they're going to turn it into a tourist attraction where they're going to have people pose for pictures on it. And they say, okay, you know, we're about ready to do the ceremonial cutting of the ribbon and, you know, announcing everything's going to happen. And they slip and fall and fall headfirst into a gaping wound. So their just legs are kicking out of the monster while they have this huge giant oozing sore around them. <laughs> so would you say this is something fresh? Yeah, um, I was kind of intrigued because it's always a concept like, you know, okay, what happened? You know, like, what do you do with it? You know, like, in, what's the situation? It's like, okay, you, right. you know, the monster appears and you kill him. Now, what do you do with it? You've that got, this, you know, th- you know, 250 foot, you know, body just, you know, yeah. decomposing in the middle of the, you know, the city. Like, what do you, what happens? I, I think of that video that I've seen where they, they literally blow up a whale. <laughs> they did this back in the 70s. Remember this video? Where it was just sitting there rotting. So they didn't know what to do with it, so they blew it up. But yeah. it only, but again, it begs that question: like, yeah, what is would, it something you're gonna watch? What would you do with like a Godzilla kaiju? Yeah, fucking dinosaur. Well, the whole thing, well, the thing with this one is, is that it's there. If you watch the movie closely, there's hidden references throughout the film that lead to this really obvious conclusion. Okay. And if you're if you're paying attention, the reveal, the twist reveal at the end actually makes sense. And it's a fun little cameo Easter egg for fans of the genre. But oh, if you're just but if you're just looking for like, you know, straight up, you know, giant creature smashes into buildings and, you know, destroys military toys and stuff, it's not the kind of movie for you. Right. right. It's it's all political satire. It's all, you know, they try to inject this relationship drama that's kind of a little energy draining, but the whole thing is this political satire about these corrupt politicians who are just trying to gain the, the most amount of leverage for the, for the country. And that's, that's, (laughs) yeah. So it's all about, you know, the backdrop of this giant monster and it turns into kind of like this political satire. If you enjoyed Shin Godzilla, I think you'll like this one. There's less monster action, but it's the same kind of film. So this is a Derek Boo movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I really think he'll he'll really like it, um, especially because I think um, knowing him, the twist in this film, which I'm not going to reveal, I think he's going to really appreciate the twist. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we have to do talk about other movies. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm fine with that because, I mean, it's not, you know, <laughs> I know you guys didn't watch it, so. We yeah. didn't. I'm so sorry. It no. sounds fun though. That's not, that sounds like a movie that I wish I had seen because I'll be honest with you, like uh, Chin's Godzilla. Okay, fine. Like, but there's so many that I'm just like, whatever. Um, I don't really care about them that much. But something yeah. like that seems like I would probably you might have fun with it. Yeah, like I love yeah. different takes like that on it. There's there's always movies like that where you just see different perspectives and. And again, like, what happens to the whale on the beach? Like, do they blow it up? <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds like fun. they blow it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, to blow up a movie, let's talk about The Breach. Oh, The Breach. I know breach. we all have seen that, right, guys? Oh, yeah, I saw that one, too. 
All right, so Don, give us your perspective, please. Yes. Ah, holy Lovecraft Batman. Um, <laughs> yes! Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't know where this ranks uh, in terms of uh, unofficial Lovecraft adaptations, but uh, yeah, this could uh, have very easily have just been an adaptation of one of his uh, forgotten stories. Um, you know, try not to, you know, spoil things too much. Uh, the, yeah. the setup is fantastic. I love, you know, this whole trek out into the woods and this, you know, mystery that unravels when they get there. Um, I love the relationship between the cops. I think they're a lot of fun. And it just goes so bonkers in the third act that you're not expecting <laughs> it to go there. Based yeah. on, like, I, I, I'm trying to use the most non-spoilery term ever. I want to say like the first two thirds of this are so measured and they're so purposely done that the bonkersness in the third act just feels. Bops. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, <laughs> it's not exactly in the same, it's not the same type of movie, but I reckon this to malignant where Ooh, I like that. Exactly. Yeah, I think this was Dan's favorite movie that we watched. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I think it's very reminiscent of Malignant, where I think because the third act is so drastically different, I think right. it's going to make or break the film. Right. Yeah. Um, I think this film, like, I think what it has mostly going for it is the setting. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we we did interview Rodrigo. He was fucking awesome. Yeah, he was. And, you know, I asked him if that key setting was actually part of an actual setting or they had to recreate. Right. And he did tell us that uh, they took a motel mm -hmm. or a hotel motel. Yeah. Holiday Inn. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, they recreated a whole house and a whole setting. Well, uh, yeah, because they, they didn't have anything on the water, and they did it right in the parking lot of the yeah, hotel. Yeah, which th that makes me have so much more respect, to be honest. Uh, Rodrigo, uh, editor-in-chief of Rubemorg Magazine as well. Yeah, no, knows Ru his shit. Rubemorg, yes. Yeah, so, like, he just knows his shit, and he has such a good perspective, I feel like. And after speaking with him, too... I, I I mean I know this is kind of a you know an it's obvious rumor. thing to say, yeah. But what we said that three times now. So <laughs> Rubemorg magazine, but he's also a fantastic director, and the cinematography was great. But I I not only think that the stuff works because of what Don said, because of the first two acts, um, you know, didn't necessarily deliver that, but. I also feel like it leads to it in a natural kind of conclusion. Like you're seeing all these things happen and then you learn some more stuff like, oh, wow, there's a bunch of people that went in the keyhole and they didn't <laughs> come out the same. And it just it, it builds to kind of an epic conclusion to where, look, this movie isn't reinventing the wheel by any stretch of the imagination. But as far as storytelling, right. 
it was very cohesive and it was fun. And by the end, there was some bad shit, crazy stuff going on. And I really just had a fucking blast with it. Can I spoil the end? Can we no. say spoilers? You can't. And no. then can I spoil the end? No, absolutely not. Can we not. say spoilers? No. <laughs> no? Of course not. Why would you ever want to do that? No? Okay. I'm not allowed to do that, guys. Sorry. No. I, I was going to go somewhere. Say what you I'm were going to say without saying it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it. I will say it's got a very... I, I will say it's got a... Is I love the mist, and I love this. That's okay. all I'll say. I will say it's got a very satisfying ending. I, I wasn't sure where they were going to go with it just because I was kind of getting the hint of it just being kind of run of the mill, like where it was going to lead to, like the execution. I had three endings planned in my head and right. I was leaning towards it being like the most obvious one. But I'm, I'm kind of glad that they went with the one with they they did because it's a pretty it's a pretty fun way to kick thing to end it all. End it all. I got to say. I, I agree. I, I 100% agree with that. And that's why it was probably my favorite movie. It was just a, a ton of fun. And yeah. to stick to stick the landing like that, too, like satisfying ending, yes. But then to have kind of a stinger at the end where it's just like kind of puts it over the top a little bit. I, I enjoy that. I enjoyed that in this yeah. movie. Well, exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Don. I was going to say, it's not going to be, you know, like a, a year in contender, but it's a lot of fun. No, 100%. Uh, I would have to say my favorite film of the festival, which unfortunately neither one of you guys, I think, got to see was Dead String. Did you no, guys see that, No, I didn't. No, I, I, I don't know if I ever got to request it. I, 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 there was a couple that I wanted to request, but I don't think I got to that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be on Shutter very soon. Oh, is I know it? that much. Oh, cool. Um, you know, Dan passed out. Don didn't get the access. I so. try. Like, look, I try. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'm just but, tired, like, uh, all the fucking time. Honestly, like, I thought this movie was going to be, like, a throw-off. Okay. Out of the festival, to be honest. Does that make sense? Like a throwaway, you mean? Yes. Yeah, like a, okay. Like, uh, it's kind of like, hey, Expectations it, were it, low. it's here, okay. but like. It's something no. to watch. Yeah. No, this movie, <laughs> as annoying as the antagonist is, like, he's very fucking annoying. Um, But I think we all get that, though, because it's relevant and we're all watching YouTube videos or whatever. Like, we all like a reliable host or somebody we can relate to, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie does. Like, it gives you somebody, and then they he throws himself in, and then you get evil dead. Like, it's fucking crazy. It really wow. is. okay. Yeah, that's how I would describe it. I don't know <laughs> how else to describe it. All right, then. Um, I really ended up enjoying it. It sounds like I want to watch that. Yeah, yes. this is the found footage one, right? Yes. Or, uh, or like, Dead found footage for Dead first thing? Yeah, okay. Um, and it actually, I think, um, when they sent over the awards, it got third place. That may, so, okay. so it's it holds weight. Right, yeah. right. So you're not wrong. <laughs> About what? About that being the shit. Oh, well, I mean, like, it, it takes... Like, all right, we, we get so sick of seeing certain things, right? 
There, but, yeah. But this movie, like, I really believe that horror fans, either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. Right. Well, and, and that's, that's my thing with a lot of movies, though. And I tip my hats to directors because, and everybody that makes a movie, because, yeah, like, so many movies exist. And then <laughs> so more, many more and more every year. And to try and do something different becomes harder and harder. And it's just... It's, it's a feat these days. So to take a different angle, to give us something new, to give us something fresh, just even if it's just like a different take on something, it's exciting. So that's what it sounds like this festival kind of has. It has some 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 great ideas, some fresh Some promise. Things. Yeah, baby. What do you think, Don and Ellie? I'm going to try to push this up the queue when it comes up uh, Shutter for Fresh Cuts because it sounds yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, dude, I, I'm definitely doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to thank Don so much. Can yeah, you man. please promote your own show here? Plug your stuff. Yeah, um, so you can, uh, I mean, I've mentioned it a couple times on the show. Uh, you can find me on uh, No More Room in Hell Presents Fresh Cuts. It's a weekly look at um, the biggest, most topical genre release theatrical streaming vod what have you um i also do a uh, secondary show on that uh, feed called noma room in hell presents creature comforts which uh, we kind of do it's a monthly show it's not weekly but uh, we do monster movies uh, creature features animal run amok films uh, all that kind of fun stuff uh, you can find both of those on the Dark Discussions Network feed. Um, they're available on the, the show there or um, under the No More Room in Hell uh, main banner feed. Um, I have my my own show, uh, the Horror Countdown Podcast, which is a weekly top 10 show. Um, I have a guest and a topic, and we do a top 10 countdown. So... All lists all the time. Yeah. Um, you can find all that. All lists all the goddamn time. Donna yeah. Millis is amazing. <laughs> well, thank so, yeah. you again for uh, for coming on, Don. It's been a long time, man. Long overdue. But yeah. hopefully you'll come back uh, sooner than later. Baby, why are you trying to kill mosquitoes? I kill the flies. We'll kill them after. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot thank of fun. Thank you so much, Don and Ellie. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This was This was a lot of fun. All right. And for everybody here at Cut to the Chase, I'm Lacey Lou. And I'm Dan Chase. Bye. Warm sun, feed me
Some. Hey, you said you would love to die some.